Welcome to Naked and a Little Bit Afraid with Mel and Kay. Join us as we peel back the layers into a space of vulnerability, unfiltered, unscripted, 100% us, fully clothed. Thank you, Mel. You're welcome. So Mel and I just had a very good laugh. I literally look like I'm 90 years old today with my new cat mug. (laughs) Cat mug, the, the taupe floral background and your cat eyeglasses yeah, like literally the, background. the whole ambiance i will post it on our page the whole ambiance you are giving off right now is 85 year old human yeah well but i appreciate you and i appreciate the look thanks i'm i'm really digging it like hopefully there's some wisdom in this podcast because <laughs> i'm a old soul today did you get new glasses yeah okay good old zenny optical i got three pairs shout out (laughs) okay they are not sponsoring us yet but let me just tell you i was so silly and ordered zenny optical glasses and i put a minus instead of a plus on my or no other way around i don't know i'm not an optometrist i got my prescription wrong because of the plus and the minus signs so then when they came first time they were so thick. And so then I messaged Zenny Optical and I was like, um, so I've made a mistake and uh, I still need some glasses. They refund, like they gave me in-store credit. How nice. They didn't even have to do Please. that. So. And this is Thank all you, online? Yeah. And it's so cheap. I got three pairs of glasses delivered to New Zealand for 200 and some dollars. And they um change. In the sunlight. Well, one pair does. Well, you've got transitions. Avery loves a good transition lens. Yeah. Well, there you go, I folks. Know. If you wear glasses, check it out. How do Zenny you spell it? Like Z E N N I dot com. Yep. Maybe. Cool. Yeah. No, honestly, especially if you have kids and you're worried about them breaking, like uh-huh. the frames start anywhere from nine to thirty dollars. Really? Because we've been doing clearly, but I mean, I'm always game because that's what I enjoy about clearly. Like they do have an in like the mall you can go, but you can also just order online. And that's how I order all my glasses because then I'm not sad when they bust. And that's how we order Mm -hmm. Avery's because, again, she's a kid and she's a fashionista. So she wants her glasses to match. (laughs) Oh, my God. Avery. That woman. Anyways. okay, so, yeah, Zenny Optical all the good things yeah don't worry about ordering them online i mean yeah <laughs> like i should have worried a little bit more <laughs> when i was entering my prescription <laughs> but here we are okay. finally got, yeah, my glasses. got you back yeah okay so um today as always we have zero script but a direction that i think we could go in is it's someone's very important birthday coming up um our gal pal mel Mm-hmm. Is having a birthday sure soon. So. We have little Roni Balonies tomorrow. He'll be the big oh. six. Oh, God. And then I'm done my kids' marathon birthday. Done. And then 29th, I'll be the big 36. Oh. Okay, just one question that popped in my head before we go there. 
do you remember anything from you being six years old? Like what, what was your very first memory that you can think of? I got asked this the other day. Yeah. So my very first memory that I can remember is walking down in preschool. So it'd been when I was four and I can still remember the smell. And it's a, it's not like a very stronghold memory, but I can like, I can visualize it. My first real like stronghold memory would be grade one sitting on our circle in reading time and me also getting my printing handed in really fast and them telling me my printing was really good. But so I would say like the stronghold about six. What was it? You? I had to have been young. I don't know how young I was, but it was like in our first house. Um, it was actually a trailer in our first trailer. And I remember, um, so my dad had like snuff, like he was chewing. And I remember, I don't know where where the heck my parents were, but I remember sneaking into his room and being like, if he can do it, I can do it. And I took a freaking pinch full of chew and then just threw up forever (laughs) i think that that is why i never ended up smoking well that was very i had to have been like yeah probably two or three i can't remember when we moved into the other house but like young i remember that and it was dramatic yeah it was very dramatic and then the other one I remember very young is in preschool. I was in, um, oh, could have been kindergarten, actually. Don't know. I don't know if I went. To, I don't know. Maybe kindergarten. And I um, cut my hair while sitting at craft time. And then when the teacher was sweeping up, she's like, whose hair is this? And I remember my friend being like, that's good. And I'm like, no, it's not. I just had a chunk of hair missing. Oh, anyways, I've never actually been asked. Like, what's that? Like, when? What's your first memory? Yeah, there you go, folks. We would love to know yours too. So, yeah, it's not interesting. I hopefully they're happier than the ones I just. Yeah, gave. and like, I think too, like, like grade one that mat and the printing, and then kind of everything. It's funny how there's only pieces. Like, you know, in mm-hmm. life, how you have pieces. Because then I would be like grade two. The most vivid was standing in line to get our cut and paste marked. And my dad has Crohn's. And at that time, he was going to Edmonton. And he came to say goodbye. And like that mm-hmm. one, st- like stick. I can still feel how sad I was. Like I remember going back and crying. So then Miss Sather took me to sit down. And yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Memories. The saddest one I had at school was um, I was eight and it was the day that my mom left um, and my dad called the school to tell them that like, you know, they're getting a divorce and stuff. And I went to a Catholic school and um, I didn't finish coloring Noah's Ark the day before so they made me color all of these fucking animals that went into the ark two by two and i was like my parents aren't two by two anymore (laughs) in the school 
told my one and only friend um, that, you know, my parents were getting a divorce and then she told everyone and then everyone was like, what's wrong with you? And I was just like, I don't know. Oh, baby Caitlin, just chewing snuff, crying at the ark, cutting her hair. Just want to give that inner child a little hug. Oh, I have. Now I can laugh about the trauma. Yeah. And my dad burnt my toast that day. He was a rook too. But anyways, we all survived. Happy times ahead. Happy times. (laughs) Noah's Ark eventually got colored with some (laughs) tears and (laughs) my parents are happy now. You were just flooding that paper with the tears. That's why they're in the Ark. Like, let's see if this this thing can float with all yeah. these damn animals on it. Let's see if this thing bloody well floats. We'll find out. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, God, that's so funny. Just chewing snuff, cutting my hair, and cry. In my Catholic school. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Anyways, I did do some inner child work the other day, I'll have you know. Um... <clears throat> As I was working my new job, um, which is in a vineyard, and I'm sure we'll get into that one day, um, there was puddles, and I just jumped in every single one of them. Well, not every single one of them. Some of them were deep, and I didn't want to get my socks wet, um, but it brought me so much joy. That was like, huh, there she is. There's that little inner child full of joy and play. Mm-hmm. I love That's- when she comes out. When uh, I was at the kids retreat in Vermilion, which oh, mm. Jenna just cultivate like, oh, my heart leading those little kids like, oh, my goodness, it is just so sweet. But anyways, inner child work, um, they had a giant slip and slide and uh, I was fully clothed and I was just like, fuck it. Just dropping that anywhere you can fully clothed oh I was fully clothed but adult Melanie would go change in a bathing suit actually she probably wouldn't you know have partaken in this because it was little kids doing it and I said fuck it and I went on that slip and slide fully clothed and it was so much fun I saw that video. It looked like a blast. You guys just, you like, okay, when I saw that video of you and Jenna going down the slip and slide, you know what thought came into my head was, um, you are the people, you two are the people that all of us needed as a child. Like, it just gives me chills. You know, I just think that the more we can do for these kids and show up in the ways that, you know, we never necessarily got is just wow so powerful and I think my inner child is just like good for them like I'm I just like I went to summer camp and that honestly did help a lot and it's just like you think about those people often actually from summer camp that like totally shifted my life and really helped me through some dark times and they were complete strangers at the beginning of the week but by the end, you're just like, you were here for a reason. You were put in my life for a reason. And like the fact that you and Jenna are those adults for these kids, like holy, and other people too that were part of that weekend. It's just like, what a beautiful gift. And uh, yeah, I, 
it was like, I was so like, I am so honored to have been invited there because it was an eye-opening experience for me as well. And I think too, as an adult, as an parent, um, I still get really bogged down by the tasks. Like for the kids, for the girls' birthday parties, we had a pool and a slip and slide. I didn't do either of them because I was worried about all the tasks. And I just have to like, I'm trying going into my 36th year, like just be a kid. Like that will bring so much joy to your kids' life. And that is what they will remember. Like when they're sitting here talking, going into their, you know, in their 30s, like they'll remember the, yeah, my mom went down a water slide or my mom did the slip and slide or my dad did this or my aunt did this or my, you know, my family aunt did this. Family is friend. That is family. Family. How do you trademark that? Trademark? No. No. <laughs> I'm sure other people use it. <laughs> but that's what they will remember. And that's what they'll take into their adulthood. And that is such a big, and I still have a lot of unlearning to do and growth to do in that realm. So I can speak it. And I I find that if I speak these things, the more I speak them, the more I believe them. Therefore, I start doing them. And I believe them and internalize them within me. But as I speak them, I have a very hard time practicing that because I am very bogged down in the do we have enough food? Are the kids happy? Oh, we need the water, right? All of this. Whereas I should have put my friggin' swimsuit on and went on that slip and slide with the girls. It's a missed opportunity, but a growth opportunity. Ooh, love that. Missed opportunity, but a growth opportunity. Absolutely. And it's hard when you are hosting a party to not be 5 billion steps ahead and not in the moment. You know, like, that is something I've been trying a lot more is to be more in the moment because um, actually that's a huge learning for me right now. Um, I want to come home so bad because on my phone, on social media, on my photo app, everything is just memories and memories that pour in all day. I get notifications all day about these memories that I've made and like they just light me up and I'm like, oh my God, I love my people so much. That was such a fun time. Like, what am I doing here? Why am I here? Why am I away from them? Like family is such a, um, like one of my core values, you know, like I love, I love my family and friends. And then I just realized that like, if I were to go home right now, I'd be looking through all of my memories of Bali and New Zealand and be like, why did I come back? Like, that was such an amazing time in my life. Why did I? And it just, it's like, what the frig? Like, when do I just get to be exactly where my feet are? And, and the answer is when I decide to be. And so I've taken off those notifications. Um, like I've lessened them because I love being reminded of the great life that I live, but I also can't have it all the time being reminded. And and I think that's why I've taken so many pictures over the years because I'm like, I can't wait to enjoy this. I'm like, no, enjoy it now. Embody this now. Not when you look back on the pictures and wish you would have done this, you know, like you wish you would have really been there. When I look back on those pictures, I can be like, 
I don't even remember them sometimes. I'm like, where was this? Like, what happened? And it was probably because I was not on that day. I was thinking about all of the other things that I needed to do. And being in New Zealand has really helped me be in the moment because I have to video chat with people now. And it makes me sit down, look them in the eyes, and really see them. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think when I was living there, I was so rushed with my three jobs in life and everything that I just, I went to see people because I, I like wanted to, but I really didn't have time to. So I was never fully present. Mm-hmm. And now I am. So that's interesting. And it's a really hard space to be in as a parent, I find, because not only are you thinking about your past, your present, your future, but you've got your three, four, one, two, however many little ones that you're thinking. So for instance, right now, I'm sure so many of you listening are in the school starts, dance starts. Okay. So then there's Taekwondo. So if she's dancing this day, like you're already planning into January, February, March, because then you plan your schedule around their schedule. So we get so bogged down. It's the busyness, which we've talked about before. Um, But it is so important. I do find, and again, I'm still working on this, but putting that phone down and just being present for the moment. And sometimes that's only three minutes in a day, but it's better than nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. And it is hard. It is. It's not. And it's not linear. It's always going to go up and down. You're going to have a great month and then an absolute donkey crap month. Like it's Mm -hmm. none of this. I just I think what happens is we get bogged down with social media. um, And what we see is a linear thing on social media or we see a downfall, but it's turned and I know but into toxic positivity. And I that's not life. And if you are having a crappy moment, that's allowed. Again, life is not static, it's dynamic. And you don't have to flip it around to make it sunshine and rainbows. Like I just don't, yeah, I don't even know where I was going with this. As per usual, Kaylin, help me out here. Well, um, what were, it brought up a lot in my brain. Um, So I read somewhere, no, just kidding. I probably heard it somewhere. I don't really read very much. But um, he said that 95% of our time should be spent in the present moment. And then just a little bit in the future and a little bit in the past. That's it. 95% in the present moment. Because the more that we spend in the future of the what ifs and planning and everything, the more time we waste because we really don't know how it's going to go. And being a mom or a parent, um. I'm sure that that's hard to hear because like you really do. You have to be thinking ahead. Like if you want your kids in sports and you want to like make sure you don't miss hot lunch and all of the things like that takes some planning for sure. And I love what you said is like even if it's three minutes in the present moment, that's amazing. But what I've learned about myself is the more that I spend in the future, the more anxiety and depression sneaks in. And then the more, um, and then I just don't do anything because I'm overwhelmed. So what I've been really focusing on is like, what is the next best thing I can do now? I have some sort of a direction that I'm going in. And this has actually been very clear at the vineyard. So when you get to the vineyard, 
there's just rows and rows of like five billion rows. That's an exaggeration. But there's so many rows and it feels like I'm never going to get through it. And I remember my first day just like, you want me to do what on every single row? There's no way I can do this. And you know what? If I didn't have a boss, I probably would still not be doing anything. He's like, you just start. I'm like, okay. And guess what? I've already finished a whole block now because um, you just start and you take it, you take everything as it comes in the present moment. I don't keep on looking at all of the, the rows I haven't done. doesn't matter because I'm doing something right now and I've broken that cycle loop in my life where I just think about everything that I want to do, everything I get to do, and everything I have to do, and then I do nothing. I just do one, what is the next best thing I can do? One thing, that's it. And that one thing usually turns into a domino effect. Um, That just brought up because I remember messaging you, but I've been inviting like participants to my class lately, and I sent it to you to enter the space um, of um, uncomfort, of like discomfort and facing the dishonesty of I can't because you can. And that's a great, like, you can. You can do anything you dream of and you want. The problem is I think we plan so far ahead in the future. And like you said, we don't know it's unfolding. So it might not actually happen that way. It might not go that way when you take that first step and the dominoes start to fall. But you can do it. And it might not be the same as myself or yourself or Sally next door, but everything you have is within you. You can. You can and you have and you continue to. And I love that you bring that up because my um, job shifted and my boss wanted me to start pounding like clips and nails into these posts. And I was just like, I don't know, me and a hammer, this isn't going to go good. And so I said to him, I'm like, you know, I just don't really think that I'm I'm the person for the job. I just don't really think that you're going to get the best bang for your buck. And he's like, you're right. If you believe that, then you probably can't do it. But if you um, maybe just try and see and challenge your own mind, you'd be surprised what you can do. And I was like, Jesus, I'm supposed to be the life coach here, buddy. <laughs> And I'm like, that was a beautiful reminder because I went into that. I went into this entire job being like, I have zero experience. I'm being 100% honest with you, but I'm willing to learn. So then I got out my hammer and I was like, I'm fucking unstoppable. (laughs) I can do this because I started to believe that I could. I wasn't like, "Mm, I don't really think that you know, hammering nails is for me. You know, I'm just like, I'm going to give this an honest try. And that's how I've had to live the past two weeks is just like trying everything new. I don't know anything about grape growing. I just know how much I love the end product, which is wine. And that's it. That's all I knew about this. And now because I'm willing to try and I'm willing to be bad at something and I'm willing to ask embarrassing questions I'm getting good at it. Like, you know, it's just so interesting how much our minds, um, they talk us out of us. Yeah. They talk us out of it. It's a coping mechanism too for, right. 
when I think, think two years ago, I kept saying, I can't teach a class. I can't create. I don't have it. Ryan kept saying, what do you, yes, you can't. Like, what do you mean you can't? Like, I can't do it. And it literally started with me just doing little things in my living room by myself. Well, that's fun. Then asking a couple of friends, hey, do you just want to move with me? And look where I am now. Mm-hmm. How, like, you can do it. And it hasn't unfolded as I had anticipated, like, when all of a sudden I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. But it's unfolded in such a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. I haven't forced anything. I continue to just follow I mean, I've become more in tune with like the universe and God and like my body and being, but you can do, you can do it. I've done it. I continue to do it. You know, you're here. I mean, everyone listening here, whenever you're listening, you're here. So obviously you've done something to get here. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like just thinking about that task that you thought you could never do and now you do it with ease right like it's just just practice try be bad at something new um I love what you said is like you know you didn't think that you could do it and I just listened to a podcast big magic by Elizabeth Gilbert and um she asked someone who qualifies you this girl really wanted to be a poet and she said who gets to decide if you are qualified? And that just hit home. And she said, actually, subconsciously, as messed up as it is, we're just looking for that one person. Doesn't tell me, doesn't matter how many people tell us that we can do it. We're just looking for that one person that will agree with our limiting beliefs to be like, you can't do this. And then she said, but if you're very passionate about something, no one will stop you. Like when you just take a little bit of action, you will be able to do it. And criticism is the tax we pay for putting our art out there, for putting ourselves out there. And that's okay. Like how disrespectful is it of us if we put something out into the world and say, you can't have an opinion of it? That's not fair. Everyone gets to have an opinion, but you get to decide how much weight it has in your life. And I was like, holy shit, I I get to decide what I am. I get to decide what I believe. And I've heard that so many times, but never put that way. Like, And she also said, when you are submitting your work to magazines and stuff, have a rejection folder and celebrate it. Because you know what that proves is you are actually putting yourself out there. You are actually doing the work. And she also has a friend that runs um, marathons. And she said her friend's really not good at them. But she, her friend always says, looks at the stats like first to finish, last to finish. And then she adds her own people who didn't even start. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like that is the place I'm focusing my energy on is like, where do I want to be in that I don't need to be first. I don't need to be the best, but I also don't need to be in the place where I didn't even start. And that gives me a huge range. I can be anywhere in between. Like that is so cool. And I just, I just, 
man, I've done so much work around this, but I just, it finally clicked that I'm like, I get to do this. I get to put my life experience out there. I am qualified. I don't need a piece of paper hanging up on my wall. I need me. I need to be in alignment with me and I need to um, do this act out of this place of love. I'm not doing this for my ego. I'm doing it for the love of sharing and helping people. And anything that comes out of that will resonate with at least one person. And that's all I need. Boom. I really like the first people who never started. I don't want to be in the people who never started. I can be in the, I can be dead last. Mm -hmm. I really can. Like, and that I think is a very freeing spot to be when you don't place your identity in what you do. You do it because you're passionate and you love it, but you are not tied to the outcome. Of course, we all have goals and dreams and hopes that, hey, one day we could reach a million but you're not tied to that. And that's a beautiful space to be in. If the movement were to one day cease to exist, that doesn't mean I stop existing. It just means that facet of how I presented myself to the world has stopped. On Sorry, Mel, did I cut you oh, off? No, go. Perfect timing. Um. On this topic, Lennon, like, I've just been listening to podcasts. It's been great. Um, on this topic, Glennon Doyle actually came on Big Magic, and she said, um, <clears throat> Love Warrior, the, the book that she released, she released that book, <clears throat> and then after, realized she was getting a divorce. So she just released a book all about marriage and then the little voice inside of her head was like it's time like you're getting a divorce and she was like huh wow what what a time and her producers and everyone were like absolutely not you can't get a divorce right now like this is such bad timing don't do it yada 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 and she just said like I made a promise to myself that I don't I don't need these titles I don't need these titles to be someone I am just living a truthful life and then she realized that the, that lo- that's that book is not about marriage it's not marriage advice it's about finding yourself and she's like it would why would I put my life on hold for other people for my fans like no this is my life and I love that courage I love that bravery because it's like no, you don't you don't live for other people. You live for you. You don't live for your titles. You know, you find that and that's what she said is my titles from like writer, wife, child, like mother, all of the things. My titles shifted because one day I'm not going to be all of those things and that's okay, but I will always be a child of God. <clears throat> and so that's where she found her identity shift of just like no matter what I do in this life, I will always belong to that title. I will always be a child of God. And that is where she found her power. So I just think it's such a beautiful thing when we don't tie ourselves to anything. Like you are so much more than the creator of 
the movement and if the movement yeah were to be like were to end you don't end that's not the end of you you shift you redirect and it's not in just because it's done doesn't mean you're a failure doesn't mean you can't ever create anything again and i think that's where so many of us get stuck Mm -hmm. and like i think too i'm trying to phrase like nothing's a failure right everything is presented to us in this life by the universe by god by whomever um to help us grow to our higher self so the movement is currently in my life via the universe to take me to where i am to go and be I don't know where that is. Maybe the movement will continue for the next 25, 30 when I'm dead. I don't know. But it is a vehicle to get me to my highest self sent from the universe, from God, through me. And yeah, it not it isn't me. It's just a teaching platform. Yeah, I, that's what I think call me crazy no absolutely um yeah and and ever since you said yes to this invitation via the movement things have flown for you and by flowing it it's flowing to you because you're not attached to it you love it you give your heart and soul and everything like that but you're also open to seeing where it takes you. It's not the end all be all. And I think when I created Triple R Coaching, I was like, this has come from the very depths of me. Ooh, a quote came into my head the other day. I thought it was so beautiful. Um, How did it go? Life has given me lemons so I can share my lemonade with you. Wish you could see our faces right now. I wish you could have seen mine at like two in the morning when that came into my brain. I was like, boom. Thank you for that, universe. Quote um, of the day. Say that one more time. All right. Get your pens and papers. Um, life has given me lemons so I can share my lemonade with you. Hot damn. I like that quote. Thank you. Um, it's it's the forefront of... What'd you say? I said, you're welcome. (laughs) It's at the forefront of the newest thing that I'm creating, and I can't wait to tell you guys about it in the near future. But um, I think that that... Ah, wow. Where was I going with that? Um, What were we talking about before this? You're asking. Oh, the movement. Oh, yeah. um, yeah. Triple R coaching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that triple i don't think i know triple r coaching has come from such a vulnerable and deep place in my heart and soul that i've been so connected to it because it is it's a part of me but i think that my attention has really shifted of just being like it's okay like i've i've removed all expectations of it and i've also stopped saying that is my that it's my baby because when you say that your creation and your passion or your artwork is your baby, it means you have to babysit it. I don't want to babysit it. 
I don't want to have to watch over it. I literally want to be in the zone, creating and doing whatever I'm called to do and releasing it into the world. And if that's for no one, if that's for just myself, cool. If people want to follow along on my journey, awesome. If people want to judge and criticize me, that's okay. Because it's not my baby. I don't need to protect it. It is me sharing my truth. And that is all I want to do in the world. I have spent way too much time in my life hiding who I truly am of fear of judgment. And I just am, I'm just becoming a very vulnerable truth teller because I've seen when we share our lemonade with people, you usually get more lemonade Mm -hmm. because they got a lot of lemons to bring to the party too. Well, you sample, it's like a whole bloody platter of lemonade. Like I, I truly believe that part of the reason the movement was created for myself was the amount of amazing souls I have met through the movement has grown me and taught me so many things. I have come in contact with modalities of healing and taking care of our being that I I wouldn't have sought out because I did not know they existed. So although the movement and I'm sharing my lemonade, it has offered me tastes of so many other lemonades that have changed my being and continue to change who I am. Because again, I'm not tied to the movement. The movement is a fluid thing that works through me. And it can go wherever it needs to go. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I love that. Life gives you lemons. Share your lemonade. I think I butchered that, but I like that. That version sounds good too. It is. And I think it just all comes down to no matter who you are, no matter what you believe, you have a story to tell and it very well could unlock some doors of other people. So Mm -hmm. share it share it on our podcast what it does because i yes when we start telling our stories when we start becoming vulnerable and we lead and um through our true self and open up that's when we resonate with people that's when the true connection happens that's when the power within us is unleashed because mm-hmm. we have voiced who we are out into the world into the universe And it brings a lot of light to our dark, shadowy bits. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember, I don't know, there's too many to name, but like, you know, as soon as you get the courage to say that shameful thing that has just been eating you alive, and Glennon Doyle talks about this actually, is that's what started her journey is she shared a list of 25 things there was this thing around Facebook and it was like share 25 things about yourself and she didn't really read anyone else's she just shared like 25 things and one of them was like I'm a recovering drug and alcohol addict but I miss it so much just like in the messed up way that sometimes people miss the people that abuse them mm-hmm. and then she she like woke up the next morning and everyone was like losing their mind. Like they'd shared it so many times and her sister called her five billion times was like, 
you got to clean this up. Like, what are you doing? That is not the assignment. Like, people were like, I like hummus. <laughs> and she's like sharing the depths of her darkness. And, but that is what started her journey. It's just like, I am just going to share me. And then the power in her voice came back because people were like, me too. Mm-hmm. She had so many beautiful messages. She had so many people reaching out to her because, like, they saw themselves in her. And when they've just really felt alone all these years, because we don't talk about these things. And that's what I love about Naked and a Little Bit Afraid is we're not afraid to have these conversations, to peel back these layers, to have this platform where people can share their stories and and you know, even if you don't resonate with their stories, you know someone that probably has. And and when we can have language around this, it's just less scary. When we can bring light to our darkest, shadowiest places, it's a beautiful thing because we then realize that we deserve to be seen, all of us. Like our whole being deserves to be here. And there's no more hiding. And what I love in the unfiltered, the unscripted way is that it also peels back the layer of even though it looks like we all have our crap figured out, none of us have our crap figured out because we continue to grow. So it just makes me feel I know listening to it when I listen back and I'm like okay so this is normal it's normal to be like no I really like love myself and I'm living in alignment but then to have a day where you're like what the hell am I doing with my life right now like that's normal okay good 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 (laughs) because I feel too when we get stuck on the highlight reels we're like well when is that going to be me when am I going to be in that space well never because no one is and mm-hmm. we make errors. Yeah. I mean, I've said bad jokes on here. We make mistakes and that's life. Mm-hmm. That's what makes life real. That's what makes life enjoyable <clears throat> and wondrous and terrifying and all it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that it just goes back to that race, you know? We're all running our own race, but you need to decide, like, have you even started? Like, where are you going to fall on that? And and I would rather just be, like, dead last than never trying it again and or never trying and always wondering why. Mm-hmm. I promise myself I will not be on my deathbed with regrets. Like, mm-hmm. something pops in my head, I'm doing it because I have to know. I want to know. I don't want to be, like, stuck in that what if what if I actually did sign up for that race? You know? No, just do it. Just put yourself out there. Do whatever you need to do. You know, like, I don't foresee myself running a marathon anytime soon because I just don't want to. Mm -hmm. But if that's your jam, sign yourself up. Who cares where you finish? Or if you finish, at least you did it. You know, this is a complete unrelated note but something that happened to me yesterday and I want to put it out there before we have to sign off if you're like super joyful and super happy about a situation too bloody celebrate it mm-hmm. yesterday and this goes back to inner child 
I got told really great news from a friend and I was so happy. I literally was jumping up and down, spinning around. I'm just about 36 years old. I was acting like I was, well, let me rephrase that. No, I was acting like an almost 36 year old who was extremely happy, but I let go of what society said I should do. And do you know how exhilarating that was people? So here's my invitation to you. A, start. You can do it. Just start. Don't be in the group that doesn't start the race. Hey, aim for last and you can only get better from there if that's. And also experience joy because, man, does it feel good Mm -hmm. to relish and to really, truly be present in that moment of joy and let it flow through your body. Beautiful. So, everyone, that's Mel's birthday wish. So get out there and do it. Yeah. (laughs) My birthday wish for you. Come face to face with the dishonesty of you can't because you can. What I said today, um, this morning in class was everything you need is within you. But when the world seems to be heavy, call upon your tribe to look you in the eyes and say, yes, you can. And if you don't have that tribe, we'll be that tribe for you. And know that you are worthy of a life full of happiness, love, hope, wonder, and excitement. You really are. So just start. What is the worst thing that could happen if you start? Yeah. What is? And and plan for that rejection. Yeah. You know, rejection is not a scary thing. It's a redirection. And... And when you plan for that rejection, you know that that's okay. Collect those rejection letters. Collect being last. We all got to start somewhere. Get ready. Yeah. And I think too, when you say yes, and when you start and start to open up and ma- the, your frequency matches the universe, what we said last podcast, um, be prepared for things to start flowing. And things to start flowing that will make you damn uncomfortable to the point where you want to vomit because the universe is going to test you and grow you in your things. I'm a bloody people pleaser. And I can tell you right now, folks, I'm on the struggle train, but I am listening to the dang universe and cursing it, but I am doing it. So get ready for those moments. And that's not a failure moment. That's not a, hey, you need to stop. That's a, hey, here we go. Next step. Let's grow. Mm-hmm. So get ready for those moments too, because they're going to come. Things are going to flow. You're going to get multiple opportunities. And then you got to sit with your being and be like, okay, here we go. Discernment. What is meant to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Why were you laughing at me? Well, I'm trying to, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm being present. I'm hearing what you say, Mel, but like I got caught up on struggle train. I'm pretty sure it's struggle bus. <laughs> oh. Oh, what I'm just choo choo all aboard, you know. I don't know. Welcome to the crazy train. Oh, I guess no. struggle bus, yeah. And then you could be Chris Farley. What movie is that? Everyone in, all right. Yeah, I like struggle bus. Okay, struggle bus, struggle chain, toot toot, whatever, beep beep, <laughs> whatever you want to get on here. Struggle mode of transportation. <laughs> I don't think that flows very well. <laughs> okay, no, but honestly, Mel, 100%, everything that you said and. Um, the this is the part of like 
when you don't think you're qualified, the universe qualifies you. It makes sure that you have all of the skills and and um, habits and um, everything you need to be qualified. You get qualified as soon as you say yes. And I've seen that unfold in my life where I'm just like, there's no way I can do this. And then I just say yes to it. And it turns out um, I learned some very hard lessons during it that does qualify me, that does make me the person for that job. You know, and I, I think that's that's a beautiful thing. Like, just believe that you are qualified enough. So, that's basically it. Is the universe will qualify you if you say yes to it. And I think honestly, Mel. In closing, I hope that you have a very amazing birthday, and mm-hmm. I would love for you to share any last thoughts about turning the big three six. Um, big thoughts. Well, as we know, age is just a number to me. And I feel that every year that I get tacked onto my life is a yet another year that I am blessed to be on the universe and make my lemonade to share with others. So I think just go out there. Do you let the criticism come? It's yours to choose what you listen to and just have fun. Let's make year 36 for Mel a year where we have fun and we laugh and we be present in the moment and bring out that inner child. Bring out your inner child, folks. Yeah, that's it. That's what I got. Love it. Beautiful. Well, happy birthday, Mel. And uh, thank you for always sharing your wisdom with us. And I I know that 36 is it's going to be one hell of a year for you. Things are just coming into place and you're acting out of a place of love and play and joy and good things are coming, my friend. All good things. <clears throat> All right. Taking us out, Kaylin. Oh, I think I lost her, guys. Yeah. Oh. Thanks for stripping with us. There we go. Stay weird. <laughs> <laughs>